Do you like free stuff? I do. BlueprintMCAT.com. Go sign up for a free account. Get access to Blueprint MCAT's Diagnostic, Blueprint MCAT's Full Length One, Blueprint MCAT's amazing brand new space repetition platform with over 1,600 flashcards already made for you, as well as their amazing study planner tool. Schedule out the content so you know if you are on track to take the MCAT when you need to. Again, that's blueprintmcat.com for all of those free goodies. The MCAT Podcast, session number 316. A collaboration between the medical school headquarters and Blueprint MCAT. The MCAT Podcast is free MCAT prep to help you understand the MCAT, teach you how to break down questions, and give you the skills and confidence to get the score you want on your MCAT test day. Learn more about Blueprint MCAT at blueprintprep.com slash MCAT. Welcome to the MCAT Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, your host here every week. As always, I'm joined by our co-sponsor, our sponsor for this this podcast, our co-host, Blueprint MCAT, one of their amazing live online instructors. If you haven't checked out Blueprint MCAT and all that they can offer you, go over to blueprintmcat.com today. We have a great episode today talking about how to analyze figures. I think one of the scariest parts of the science sections, specifically chem, phys, bio, biochem, is when you get to a passage and there are figures there. How do you look at it? What are you supposed to do? Don't forget that these episodes have a corresponding YouTube video as well. So you can go watch over there as we break down the figure that we talk about in this episode. Let's go and jump in. Say hello. Nor, welcome back to the MCAT podcast. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks, Ryan. I'm excited to be here. Excited to have you. I'm excited to jump into a non-exciting topic today. <laughs> and that is on the MCAT, this this little test that we talk about every week. Yes. The the diagrams and the figures that come on the MCAT, I think are super intimidating or can be super intimidating oh. for, for a lot of students. So yeah. I want to hear from you kind of what that <laughs> journey looks like for a student to yeah. hopefully get to a point where they see in a passage a figure and they go, oh, yay, a figure. I get to, I get to explore <laughs> that and be excited <laughs> about a figure versus being scared. I don't know if we'll ever get to that like level of glee. <laughs> we can, life. we can. Yeah, maybe we can. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah, when I first saw figures, they were quite intimidating, especially when you have like a passage and your time is so limited, and you see a bunch of like things going on with this figure, and you're like, oh, what am I supposed to glean from this? Like, and then just like the the pressure of time. But uh, when I was a blueprint student, and now as I teach as a blueprint instructor, we learned such a great you know, acronym that helps break down, um, you know, figures. And I would say also like one thing that we've talked about previously on another podcast is strategy and like what we're about to teach you and go over, this isn't going to like immediately sink and you're going to be able to get it fast like this. It takes time and over time you'll be able to see that how you can effectively analyze figures um, and efficiently as well to be able to get those nuggets of information 
that the MCAT loves to test us on. So yeah. I know we do have an example today that we're going to go over and introduce this strategy that we use at Blueprint for analyzing figures and hopefully leave students with a great tip uh, to use. Yeah. So if you're just listening to this, did you know we also have a YouTube channel where you can watch all of these uh, podcast episodes in YouTube form? Just head over to premed.tv and find our MCAT podcast playlist. And we're looking at a figure from some blueprint resource. So why don't, why don't you talk about what we're seeing here? So this is a figure from a passage that we use to teach students. And so one thing to know about your figures is that obviously they're embedded in a passage. Mm -hmm. So when you're analyzing passages, one of the first things we talk about when you're um, looking at a experimental design passage is I effectively identifying your independent and your dependent variables. And just a quick review, your independent variable is the one that researchers manipulate and the dependent variable is the variable that gets affected by what the researchers manipulate, right? So when you're reading your passage, identifying your dependent independent variable is really great at setting you up in advance for um, interpreting a figure correctly, right? So it already gives you an like a, an introduction. So this um, pat like image right here, we have something called the dis... You can, you're the doctor here. Maybe I'm not saying this correctly. <laughs> dysbiosis, dysbiosis index. Dysbiosis, yeah. Dysbiosis index versus the fecal calprotectin mm -hmm. measured. So on our x-axis, we have the dysbiosis index. And the index is literally just like numbers. And so it's not, it doesn't have a unit. And then our fecal calprotectin is measured by milligrams over kilograms, right? So... Um, fecal means poop. So simplify <laughs> <laughs> that for folks. So the strategy we use is called love us, which is great for blueprint, love right? It. So love us is L V U S. So L stands for legend. V stands for variables. U stands for units and S stands for story, right? So the first one legend, oftentimes our figures will have a legend that tells you like what you were seeing on the graph, like whether it's a dotted line and what that dotted line represents. Sometimes our images, our figures don't have a legend, but they do have a caption, right? So here in our figure that we're looking at, it says fecal calprotectin in relation to dysymbiosis in patients with AS. I forgot what AS stood in this. <laughs> uh, well, actually, no, it says in the in the title. Ankylosing and spondylitis. There you go. The doctor said it. Yeah. I, 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 am, <laughs> I am exempt from this. I have not started med school yet. So, um, so this tells you, okay, what's going on already in the figure, right? So read your legend, read your caption. It gives you a beginning idea. Do not skimp out it. It's really out on it. It's really important. Right. The next thing in Love Us is variables V. Right. So our in, independent variable is our dysymbiosis index here. And our dysymbiosis index is one, two, three, four and five. So how is this the independent variable? Well, the thing that researchers manipulated here is how many participants 
they have in each dysymbiosis index. So here they have three, they put three in dysymbiosis index one, 16 and two. So they're manipulating that. That's how they're manipulating it. And so our dependent variable is fecal calprotectin, right? So we're seeing like if somebody has this dysymbiosis index, this is how much like the fecal calprotectin will appear, right? In, um, in their bodies, right? And so that's V. And then units, U, right? So dysymbiosis index is a qualitative index. There's no units associated with it. But oftentimes our x-axis can have units, whatever it may be, whether, I don't know, milligrams, newtons, whatever it may be. But on our y-axis, our fecal calprotectin, which is our dependent variable, has a unit of milligrams over kilograms, I think. That's what yep. it is. <laughs> Mg over kg. Yep. Now, this is interesting to pay attention to units. Why? Because sometimes our figures will have one unit, but our question will present with another unit or like answers will have a different unit. There was one problem. I'll never forget this on one of my full lengths where I didn't pay attention to the units for the y-axis and I interpreted the question correctly, but I ended up getting it wrong because I didn't change the unit when it came to the answers. And God, does the MCAT love to trick you that way. So pay attention to the units. It's really important. And then finally, S is story. So part of the story is looking at significance, right? So on the MCAT, for the purposes of the MCAT, significance is oftentimes presented with an asterisk, right? Asterisk? Oh, mm -hmm. God. I forgot to speak English, folks. <laughs> but I did well on the MCAT. So, but, and that is significance indicates that there's a P value of less than 0.05. A lot of people who are taking this exams are not researchers. So for the purpose of the MCAT, any p-value less than 0.05 is significant. Yep. Okay. That's one thing to know. So most of the time on our figures, significance is represented by a p-value or that asterisk, right? Sometimes they don't have that and they have these things called error bars, which we actually have on this figure too. So it's a good figure because we have the p-value and we have the error bars. And er we, we say, um, one of my great instructors, Ian, he says stars over bars. So if you see this figure and it has both a p-value or a star and it has error bars, go with the significance that is presented to you by the p-value and the asterisk. Mm -hmm. If there are no p-values and no asterisk, you can assess significance by the error bars. And what it means is that if your error bars are not overlapping, then there's a significant difference. But if they are, there's no difference, right? So that's just one thing to consider. So when we're looking at this diagram, what I'm seeing is that there are two p-values, right? The first p-value is 0 0.004. So that's significant. And that's comparing between people who have a dysymbiosis index of four and a dysymbiosis index of five. See how that dotted line like goes between those two? Mm -hmm. So what that means is that's telling me that the level of fecal calprotectin with people in a dysymbiosis index of five is significantly more than those with a dysymbiosis index of four. So if I had a question on the exam, that is a for sure test result that I can say 
came out of this experiment. Mm -hmm. Now, the second one is a little bit weird, right? And we had students in our class kind of not understand how to interpret it. It's not that much different. What this is saying is because you look at the, the, the arrow and it's saying that people with dysymbiosis, dysymbiosis index through groups one and four all had significantly lower together, all had significantly lower cal, fecal calprotectin levels than those with a dysymbiosis index of five. Mm-hmm. So when you're interpreting this graph, you don't compare one to five or two to five, because we actually don't have p-values just for that comparison. We have a p-value that compares groups one through four, dysymbiosis index of one through four together versus five. So that is how you would interpret this figure. So that's those are the two nuggets of information that I would get coming out of this figure. And I would say, I mean, right now it took me a long time to explain this. Mm-hmm. And again, in the beginning, it takes you some time to figure out this story. But as you do more and more figures and passages, you'll get much better at doing this efficiently and effectively. And this is really great because a lot of times our MCAT questions do ask us, what can we glean from the results mm-hmm. of this experiment? So love us, legend. Variables. Variables. Units and story. Units and story. So let's talk about when we're in the middle of a passage and we stumble across this figure too. Should a student dive into this figure and try to understand it while reading the passage or come back to the figure if a question refers to it? So personally for me, I think it's worthwhile to spend maybe like 20 to 30 seconds looking over the figure because maybe not diving too deeply into it, but I think orienting yourself with some of the things that we talked about, which is legend variable units, right? Those happen very quickly. The one that takes a little bit more time is story. So just being aware of like, okay, this is what this figure is measuring, okay, I got a good idea. I know what this is talking about. I'm going to come back to it when there's a question being asked about it and dive in a little bit more deep, right? So I I am not in the camp of like, oh, ignore the figure unless there's a question asked because sometimes the figures actually help us like take very wordy passages and make it easier to understand what the purpose of that passage is. That's how I felt about my figures oftentimes. They grounded what the passage was talking about in something that's a lot more visually appealing than lines and lines and lines of words. So I think it's still a pretty great investment to even just kind of cursory look at look at it and do maybe the first three, which really don't take you that much time. All right, there you have it how to break down those figures on the MCAT so you can be an expert and hopefully get a couple extra points to get the score that you are looking for. Don't forget to go over to blueprintmcat.com, sign up for their free account where you get access to their amazing study planner tool, a half-length diagnostic, a free full-length exam, a flashcard platform, and so much more. Go check it out, blueprintmcat.com. This is MedEd Media.